0: This is Aaron Golub, host of the Blind Ambition Podcast. We'll be bringing you world-class leaders, entrepreneurs, and athletes, people who have overcome obstacles and used their ambition to create enormous success in their lives. If you enjoy this podcast, if you get anything out of it, the only thing I'll ever ask is that you subscribe, rate, and review. Hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Aaron Golub, and this week I'm joined by Jackie Wilson. Jackie, thank you so much for being here.
1: Hey, thank you so much for having me Aaron.
0: So, you know, give my listeners a little background on yourself, your career, you know, how, how you got to where you are today, you know, working in sports, but for anyone who doesn't know who you are, you know, let's, let's start with a little, little brief introduction.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I am a husband, father, athlete, lawyer, um, you know, who's, who's passionate about issues of, of diversity and inclusion. Um, I have, you know, worked in, in many different different industries. I started out as a uh, corporate litigator. Uh, following that, I had the opportunity to follow my passion, which was always been to work in sports. And so I was general counsel of a sports agency, um, all pro sports and entertainment, where I was a certified agent um, that represented NFL players as well as overseas uh, basketball players. Um, entrepreneur, um, I had worked in a I had a fitness tech company um, that specialized in bringing in wearable technology um, into the fitness space. Sports has always been been my passion. It's been my my first love, um, and so now I'm I'm back in the, the sports industry. I'm the executive director of diversity and inclusion uh, for BSE Global, uh, which is the parent company for the Brooklyn Nets, Barclays Center, um, New York Liberty, uh, Long Island Nets, and uh, Nets GC, uh, the Gaming Team. Nice,
0: that's awesome. You know, what do you think drove you to a career in sports? You know, so many people. Are passionate about sports, love sports, but just don't go down that path. You know, why, I know you started off in law school, you started off as an agent, and then you kind of took a step back going into the fitness industry. What eventually drew you back to the world of sports?
1: Well, you know, like I said, sport, sports was my first love. And like so many, you know, young, young people, I, you know, had dreams of being a, a professional athlete. Um, I wanted to, to be a professional athlete. My skill set wasn't uh, wasn't conducive to, to making that happen um, but I fell in love with a, a old HBO show called Arliss. Um and that show had the main character was a major sports agent and I saw myself at a very young age saying like if I you know don't don't make it as a player, I'd love to be be an agent. And so I actually went to law school with the plan, of, of becoming an agent that was always always my dream to to get into sports um, and then i fell into you know entrepreneurial life uh was, was something that you know an opportunity pre- presented itself i was i was interested in it and i like to to seize the opportunity uh, but in the back of my mind i always knew that i wanted to get back into into sports this is where i feel for most comfortable this is where i feel like i can can really have the, the biggest impact mm-hmm. and, and promote the the biggest change uh-huh.
0: That's awesome. You know, what, what was the journey like as an entrepreneur? You know, why did you eventually give it up outside of wanting to go into the world of sports? You know, what were the challenges you faced and how were you able to overcome them to build a successful business for the time that you did it?
1: I mean, entrepreneurial entrepreneur life is, you know, it is fun. It's exciting. It is stressful. Um, I always you know liken it to building the airplane you know on on your on your way down type type of thing it's it's you know flying flying by the seat of your pants and i and i truly truly enjoyed that um and i would say some of the struggles with that are some of the the lessons that i that i take take with me and you know it's making you know quick decisions on on limited limited information it is the ability to, you know, the company sinks or swims with with your efforts and the and the teams that that surround you. And I loved, you know, every aspect of that. And I take that mentality with me today. It it helps me work with the um, work with with my team now, in terms of you know collaborating, in terms of making sure that you know the the team is is on the right track. Because when you are an entrepreneur everything you know rises and, and falls with you. Um, and so you have a different level of of accountability um, that, that comes within that. And so you know uh, taking a step back, where where you are today,
0: you know, working with all these professional teams, you know, A, what is that like being in that type of space? And then B, why diversity and inclusion? What drew you to that part of it specifically?
1: Uh, working with with the different teams is is great. Um, it's the it's the, you know all all of the teams have you know very very unique profiles. You know from from the Brooklyn Nets to the the New York Liberty to the to the Long Island Nets. Like everybody is um, different. Um, that that come within that are are extremely exciting. Um, diversity and inclusion though is is something that has been, you know, important to me my my entire life, particularly in the in the sports industry. You know, I grew up playing tennis um, in Atlanta, Georgia, and as a Black tennis player, I was oftentimes one of one, and so I learned at a very early age the importance of diversity, the importance of, of representation, because my mother went out and recruited my friends and other people that looked like me just so that you know, I wasn't the only black player, you know, on, on the court. And so taking that into the sports context now, you know, there's, you know, the, the makeup of the players that are on the court and they're on the field do not oftentimes mirror the makeup of the people that are in the Mm boardroom making the decisions. And that's important for a number of reasons. You know, it's important, you know, for the players to see people that look like them, you know, in, in these types of, positions, it's important to the community in which um, these teams you know, call home, but it's also important on the business aspect, because having different people in the room from diverse backgrounds changes how you, how you market, how you, how you sell tickets, um, and your ability to do so in a manner that uplifts the community, uplifts, uplifts the team, but doesn't do things that, that come across as offensive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense. What, you know, how impactful was the role that your mother played at a young age? You know, I know you said that she would go and try and recruit other people, your friends to join you on the court. So you weren't the only black player and what role did she play in your life? And how do you think that that's impacted you today?
1: Uh, it's extremely huge role. I mean, it's, it helped shape the way that, that I think and approach situations. Um, because, you know, while she was looking to make sure that there was, you know, representation and making sure that I felt comfortable, she was also very, um, real about the fact that this is the way that the world will be. Sometimes you may be one of one, what are you going to do in that situation to one survive to thrive and then three create opportunities for other people that look like you to get into that space. And so, you know, I'm learning these these lessons at 10, 11, 12 years old, and fast forward to today, those are the still still the thought process that I have as I as I go into work. You know, we talked about the fact that, you know, growing up, a lot of people wanted to be professional athletes. None of my friends thought about working on the business side of things because the representation yeah. wasn't there. They didn't see people that looked like them as CEOs or presidents of, of teams. Masai Ujiri wasn't working in, in Toronto. Sid, Sid Marshall wasn't working in, in Dallas. And yep. Michael Jordan didn't own a team. So, you know, people aspire to what they see. Yep. And so, you know, learning that lesson at a very young age, you know, with, with my mother, you know, is something that, is, that has stuck with me.
0: Do you think that the world of sports is further along in kind of the diversity inclusion space than the rest of the world. Because in my opinion, you know, being in a locker room for so many years, especially at, you know, the college level, it's almost like in that locker room, barriers kind of go down. You know, it's not about, are you black? Are you white? Are you Latino? Are you a different color? It's not about, you know, for me, I'm legally blind. It wasn't about my disability. It wasn't about any of those factors. It was about everyone coming together to meet a common goal and everyone sort of, you know, forgot about those other issues. And I feel like that from my opinion, when it comes to sports, it's just such a great way to grow past that. And I think that the rest of the world and the rest of the industries should look more towards sports to learn from that.
1: No, I think you bring up a great point and I think that um, the answer is yes and no um, from, from my perspective. I think that it can be, be a bridge and I think that, that the experiences that you brought up are, are excellent. I think that when you are in a shared locker room with people who have you know a common goal of we all have to come together you know for example in football if you, have the, if you have the best football player on the planet on your team, you're not guaranteed to win games yep. because don't, doesn't, doesn't play, you know, may not play special teams, may not play defense, may not, may not play offense. Like there's likely only going to play one of those three, yep. three roles. And so you are relying on everyone on that team to come together for, for a common goal. So I think in team sports, people that are on the same team, can, can get past that. I think that there are still very big barriers in individual sports. I think that yeah, exactly. the world of, of tennis doesn't look the same. I think the world of golf yep. doesn't, doesn't look the same. Um, and then I'd even say that on the team level, outside of your team, there are still issues of, of race. Yep. Um, so while your team may be one unit, because you guys are working towards a common goal, your opponent is not your teammate. And so I've been in numerous situations to where my team has been together and there have been racist issues that have happened with opponents or racist issues that have happened with fans. So I think that sports can be a place of coming together. I think that the biggest benefit of sports right now is that sports is leading the discussion. Mm-hmm. And I think that like having the discussion is extremely important because these are not issues that people aren't aware of. They are issues that people sweep under the rug and do not discuss. And if you can't confront issues, you can't change them.
0: Yeah. And I think that, and, and I know people say this all the time, but, you know, in the past year or so, you know, a lot of these issues have come more to light and, it's not that they weren't happening before i think people people really get stuck in the sense of like oh are these new issues you know they're not new issues people just have smartphones you know people are recording everything you know these have been, these issues have been going on forever you know it's just everything is public information now
1: yeah i mean things are are public information and i think that the younger generation has done a very good job of not biting the tongue. And I, th- I think that, you know, my generation and, and above looked at, at some of these things as just commonplace. This is just the way that the world is. And I think that the issues that happened over this summer, you know, really came to a boiling point to where you had critical mass of people saying, hey, this is, this is not okay. Let's talk about it let's figure out a way to move forward and we are unwilling to live this life any any further so you had you know work stoppages in yep. in the world of sports and that's what i mean by sports leading the discussion within that you had you know the milwaukee bucks decide that they were not going to play the game and then had the ripple effect in the nba which then had the ripple effect in major league baseball which had the ripple effect in tennis, it had the ripple effect in in hockey. Everyone was taking notice and everyone was was taking a stand. And that's where I think that true change can happen because that was not happening in corporate boardrooms. And so, but the corporate boardrooms had to take notice because the world stopped. And so like now they're having those conversations. Now they have diversity and inclusion, you know, roles within, within corporations. I mean, you can go look, there's this my role now has gained more popularity and more importance over the last nine months than I think that it's had in in any other any other place, and I think a large part of that is because sports have led this discussion. Yeah, you
0: know, I it, it it's interesting. I didn't know we were going to go down this path, but it's such an important topic to. Talk about, you know, what do you think, you know, because sports generally is leading the way with this, what do you think the next step is with sports to continue to the conversations or to make that next leap uh, to, to address the issues?
1: Um, I think it's twofold. I think that it is athletes continuing to use their platform to to voice um, issues and, and concerns that are important to them. And then I think that it is incumbent upon teams and leagues to take those things to heart like one with what the athletes want but two I I agree with your earlier point that sports is a place to where people you know should be coming coming together you are working together for a common goal on the court we should be working together for a common goal in the boardroom as well and so just like you need someone to play point guard, someone to play shooting guard, someone to play to play center, like those people are all diverse and, and different. You need those same different roles in the marketing department, the sale, the sales team. Um, and so, you know, I, I think that sports will just continue to to lead this lead this discussion.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's so important, and I completely agree. You know, what advice would you give for someone? You know, whether it be a young athlete or a young, you know person in business who's trying to find their way, maybe trying to you know, break through some of the barriers they face within diversity and inclusion, or, you know, make a name for themselves in, in the space that they're in? What, you know, if someone had two minutes with you, what, what, what is the advice you would give them?
1: Be unapologetic about who you are and challenge social norms that, that don't make sense. Um, you know, one of the things that, that we talk about at work is like bringing your authentic self to work, whatever, whatever that looks like, you know, we've, we've oftentimes gotten caught up in the notion of what a, what a professional looks like. And if you subscribe to that old school philosophy, you're never going to be able to bring in, you know, people of different backgrounds, different, different thoughts, um, be, because you're because you're looking for one cookie cutter cutter image. And yep. so, you know, if you can wear wear a hoodie and do do your work, you should wear a hoodie and, and do your work. Of course you should you should dress up, you know, when when it's appropriate, but you know, just because someone you know wears sneakers instead of instead of loafers is not a reason to yeah. to write someone off. So be your be your authentic self and that will ultimately make you more believable, more reliable, and more productive.
0: I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for being here. I'm sure everyone is going to get so much out of this. You know, any, where can everyone find you online, your social media and and, and things like that?
1: Uh, you can find me on Instagram at, at Jackie B. Wilson. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. It's Jack, Jackie B. Wilson. Uh, same thing on, I think, I think my Twitter is, is the same. I'm not that not that active on, on Twitter, more, more so active on, on Instagram. And then Jackie Wilson, the second, um, on LinkedIn, um, is where I, where I keep a lot of my professional dealings.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I, I really appreciate it. I'm sure my audience will as well.
1: Hey, Aaron, thank you so much for your time.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed it at all, if you got one thing out of it, we'd really appreciate it if you would subscribe rate and review. Thank you.